That is so wrong. Yeah, unless I have you're to talking say about that's also wrong. Welcome to TMNT Shellcast episode 42, titled Mutagen Monster from season 3, episode 24 of the 1987 TMNT TV series. I am Andrew, I am your host this week, joined as always by my brothers, Chris. How was your week? My week was eventful. Uh, Hubert had a tooth extracted, so we've been tending to his wounds. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. So my week went. Very good. And John, also my brother, how are you? How has your week been? Week was good. It was unseasonably warm um, here in Boston. 80 degrees on Saturday. 80 degrees. So played perhaps the penultimate round of golf of the year and enjoyed that. So it was good. Very good. Well, Andrew, how was how was your week? My my week was great. Lots of activities as we're leading into Halloween this week. Um, but before we get to that, a couple comments. Number one, National Cat Day is today. Oh, John, what'd you get for Marshall? Um, I didn't get him anything. I didn't realize it was national. I feel like, on, if I'm being honest. I feel like there's a fucking every other month is national something cat day. Yeah. There's too many. I need a list. I'm with you. It's like sometimes they have multiple things on the same day too. Yeah. Like a national cheese pizza day plus like national ice cream day. I don't know yeah. who's in charge of that, but we, we might as well ship it over to the emoji. Um, people that take care of the emojis, right, Chris? Yeah. How about emojis? <laughs> Were either one telling us last episode that there's a whole board that like reviews them and oh that was John. but yes was we me. did have that conversation there's a whole yeah it's like uh yeah a, a review board or an organization for emojis well this organization reviews every episode of the 1987 TMNT series um but also available to be streamed on all major podcast platforms. So if you head on over to Spotify, you will see that they have added a feature called episode transcripts. So you can read everything we say in the show in real time. Wow. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, and of course, we're also on uh, YouTube where Chris enjoys watching the pod. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Basically, anywhere podcasts are served, you can find TMNT Shellcast. We're also on social media at TMNT Shellcast for Instagram, TikTok, and X. And you may, if you are watching on YouTube, you may realize that we're all just a bunch of black screens. And we're a bunch of black screens. Why, John? Well, Andrew, because this week is the Halloween episode. It is... Halloween, by the time this episode airs, it it actually might be 
the day after Halloween. So you might be munching on some candy at this point when you're listening to this. But we have all um, donned some Halloween regalia. And we're waiting for the big reveal. Absolutely. And the big reveal we will get. So on the count of three, we're all simultaneously going to turn our cameras on, upon which we will have a reveal and a discussion about our costumes. So please head over to the YouTube to take full advantage of this next segment here. All right, you guys ready? In three, three, two, one. Wow, Shredder it is. <laughs> John. <laughs> it's a Ted Shredder costume, baby. Damn, look at that thing. <laughs> wow. That's wow. intense. I knew he had a mascot. I could tell from how he was talking. Oh, is that? I'm going to guess, Andrew, that's 3D printed. Well, actually, none of this was uh, 3D printed. So I went mm. on. I knew I wanted to be Shredder. I went on. I found the sublimated shirt, which looks pretty good, I got to say. Oh, yeah. Six yeah. pack, baby. Um, and I found the, like kind of the polyurethane cap, which I can fit my headphones under, which is pretty badass. Um, only thing Amazon dropped the ball on was I had like the uh, little oh, wrist gauntlets. Wrist gauntlets. Yeah. Um, weren't delivered on time, but I did get my little Wolverine claws. I was going to say, those look go. like Wolverine's claws. I think yeah. Shredder has two, he's a two-toed, a two-clawed animal. Yeah, he's two and they're shorter. So, but either way, representing the best villain of all time, Shredder. John, I'll send it over to you. Who is John? Yeah, who is John? <laughs> so, I'm Rip, but... <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, I got my, I got my uh, camcorder that I'm taking videos of. No, I'm Fripp the alien, and I do have to say I'm like an old person. I can't turn the light off on my phone. It's hard on the new uh, iPhones. Yeah, I know it is hard. You got to hold the button. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm I'm Fripp. I'm so there's I'm either Fripp or yeah. No, I'm Fripp. Drink every yeah. The podcast show drink every time you say Fripp. <laughs> <laughs> are those light up eyes or are they just what am I looking at yeah they are did you have that or did you buy that for the show no I bought this for the show I didn't I didn't own this but I'll, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna show you guys the full I'll also send you a video but I'm gonna show you the full get up okay yeah so every, everyone listening at home that's not on the YouTube John is dressed in a giant blow up alien slash frip costume I said fell I think the fan turned off. There he goes. It's like a oh, 10-foot costume. That's huge. <laughs> what do you mean? I got Just... sucked in the ceiling fan. <laughs> it's the signs, alien. Very nice. So John is Fripp, alien from a handful of episodes ago. Chris, how about you? What, uh, what costume are you donning? I went with a deep cut. Do any of you have a guess on who I am? I do. I do. 
Go for it. I think you're Blodgett. Who's Blodgett? I'm not Blodgett. He's the camera guy that we always reference that had the cat. No. I am, similarly, I only appeared in one episode. I am Myron Bimbleton, winner of the Fat Cabbies contest. Oh. I was going to have a hamburger as a prop, but since I have to eat pizza shortly, I just I didn't want to eat two things. <laughs> Myron Bimbleton. Very nice. Very nice. So this is the inaugural Halloween episode, as we mentioned at the top. Uh, pretty good costumes, I got to say, all around. So, uh, Andrew, that background with your Shredder costume is yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. I do have to say... This costume is not meant to be sat down. <laughs> it's like if I'm like holding it down, if I just like I would I think I would bl- I feel you know who I feel like? I feel like um fucking Augustus Gloop who ate a blueberry in no. Willy Wonka's factory. Augustus Gloop ate the fudge, John. Oh, and he inflated the girl. The girl ate the blueberry. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Ver- yeah, yeah. Veronica, I think maybe. Yeah. Myron Bimbleton. Nice, Chris. Yeah. If you look up, I mean, he's hard to remember. If you Google Myron Bimbleton, if I had shaved my beard, it's pretty much dead on. (laughs) Very good. Well, um, we'll determine at the end of the episode who earns a piece of power-up for the costumes. But um, before we get to that, we're going to kick off the episode recap, the Jackie Robinson episode, number 42 TMT Shellcast, all-time great for Major League Baseball. Um, and jump right into the first segment wow. of this review. I'm not even going to eat fucking pizza yet. Which is pizza time. Pizza time. All right. So I, last episode, unfortunately, had to spin the pizza wheel, which uh, we had another eventful pizza wheel spin. So I was asked which flavor I would want to get. I said cherry pie, which was a new addition to the wheel. John, perhaps extending an olive branch, increased the odds, maxed out the cherry pie. I spun, landed on cherry pie. And then Andrew, in a fitting of his costume in an attempt to be a villain, (laughs) combo sliced me. And what do you know? I landed on cherry pie again. So the wheel don't lie. So I have a double cherry pie pizza, which is what I was tasked with, which, listen, what's the only thing, what's more cherry than regular cherry? The answer, very cherry. (laughs) So I went with a very cherry hand pie Mm. on a little slice of cheese pizza, which is not burnt. Please note what the record show. That oil slice, just how I like it, with a hostess hmm. very cherry pie on top. Some some may say Chris mailed this one in. What's mailing it in? How you you want me to bake a pie, John? I don't know. I was expecting a slice of cherry pie on your pizza. If I'm being honest, mm. and what you got instead was a whole pie, a hand pie. Mm. He did foreshadow his hand pies. He was getting all yeah. turned on by him last episode, I think. <laughs> I mean, 
honestly, they're the fucking greatest. I wish I had this. I wish I had eaten one sooner because working in a grocery store, I mean, we would buy them all the time and they're so good. They're so good. So that was delicious as expected. Similar to the grape jelly pizza, actually. A little sugary sweetness and then a little salt of the pizza. I'll be honest, I ate like two of those pies before the show because <laughs> I just, you put a hand pie in the house, I'm going to eat them. So a little bit of sick of them at this point, but I would pay uh, $9.03 for that Holy pizza. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, a cherry hand pie is the best. Is it the best hand pie? I would say so. I like the lemon, personally. Ooh, I don't think I've ever seen a one. Then. I like very tart. Wild. I like tart. Sweet and, sweet and tart. That becomes Chris's highest scored pizza of all time. Wow. Wow. I mean, rightfully so. And if I was, I, I had thoughts of making, using the pie as a pizza base and putting sauce and cheese on it, but I was afraid it was going to explode in the oven. So <laughs> we just went with the top. Very good. Well, um, Chris was punished with that pizza by losing the pizza poll results from last week. We'll find out who's spinning the pizza wheel this week uh, later in the episode. But without further ado, we're going to hop right into the episode recap of Mutagen Monster from Season 3, Episode 24. So right out of the gate, this episode, trash. To throw away. <laughs> it's a throwaway episode in my book. This might be the worst the worst episode we've seen so far. Bottom three. I was trying to think of a worse episode. I couldn't. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Yes, arguably one of the worst, um, but at least the opening scene was quite intense. So right out of the gate, we've got Shredder. Shredder. Barking <laughs> orders at four foot soldiers. And uh, what are they trying to do, Chris? They are, they're hanging out in the rail yards and they're trying to uh, abscond with a shipment of some chemicals from which they can make, as Shredder says, their famous mutagen. So I don't know if they're doing some marketing, but it's now world famous. Yes. But as one would expect, Shredder sends his henchmen, Bebop and Rocksteady, to throw the switch in order to redirect the trains, um, whereupon they fail again. So they start infighting. They, um, yeah, they're pushing each other, shoving each other. They actually break off the switch, whereupon the two trains glide head on. Yeah. A head on those trains were also hauling ass too through a train yard, yeah. which seems a little bit reckless by these uh, operators. Um, conductors, and a head, yeah, con- engin- I couldn't think of the word engineers, conductors, whatever. Um, yeah, not good. No, no joke. I had in my notes that got deleted somehow. No joke. Yeah, they basically murdered two trains worth of people. Yeah. Blew up in a fiery explosion. And I guess they're off the self-help videos because no buddies or pals, just straight fighting each other the whole time. I had the exact same thought, Chris. The self-help is gone. 
Yeah, it didn't last long. Did not last long, just like those two trains and the chemicals. We do get this ominous like mix of the chemicals, glowing green mutagen before it jumps to a new scene with the turtles watching a movie. And specifically, we've got a little little drama on the on the boob tube. So we've got we've seen this once before. Mikey coming in all high and mighty. Um and hoping to change the channel right out from under the feet of the other three turtles. Yeah. So what was he hoping to throw on, John? Do you remember? Yes, it was uh, Waikiki Waves, I believe was the name of the show. He wanted to put on a surfing show, right? Sounds right. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was because I was going to say that can like, he have a little character development at all? Like they're watching, they're watching a western. Which before they're watching monster movies, it's always Mikey that wants to change the channel, and of course he has to watch like a surf, yeah. surf thing. He does, he does. But Raph in particular is not having any of it. He basically says that you'll have to fight him in order um, for Mikey to switch the channel, which a fight does ensue, and. Um, We've got a little tussle. We got a little shredder, or I'm sorry, splinter. Here I am, like John, <laughs> mix up shredder and splinter. But we got splinter uh, making a comment for a pizza that I believe should go on the board. So he hears a tussle, hears something crash, and what does he hear, Chris? He hears the distinct sound of a deep dish pizza, which screenshots from the episode would indicate had mushrooms and what I'm going to call black olives. There's mm. some black flex on there with it as well. So mushroom Ooh. and olive deep dish pizza. Going the extra mile with the olives there. I did not see that, but it is now officially on the board. Mushroom and olive deep dish pizza. I, if I'm being honest, I really hope that I get that because there is a new a restaurant that opened up recently right down the street from me that does deep dish pizza. So authentic, in fact that I once sent a photo of that pizza to our family group chat. And Chris thought I was in Chicago. <laughs> That's not why I, th- I thought you were in Chicago because like you said, you should come up here sometime, which made it seem like you were visiting or on vacation or something. Yeah. A little staycation for your boy. Also, uh, Chicago, more regular style pizza is eaten than deep dish pizza would have been of a misnomer that it's only Chicago. Or that was it not invented pizza. there? I don't know where it was invented. Maybe in Italy. But it's not like that's all. They, it's not like every time they go out for a pizza, they're getting a deep dish. They square cut, which is even more controversial, I would say. I love the square cut. On a round pizza? Yeah. I'm a big yeah, fan. You, you get the little corner, like useless radius pieces. I like that. Yeah, those fucking arc sectors aren't big enough on the on the peripheral there. However, <clears throat> arc sectors nice. What is big enough is April's uh, news story is breaking news. So she cuts in. She is covering the story about the train wreck we just saw happen at the hands of Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, so she's reporting on that. And this is where I noticed not only is the episode off to a bumpy start, but we also have Donnie and Bebop's backup voice. 
So we've had a stretch here without the starting five voices. Uh, Donnie and Bebop being one of the worst, in my opinion. But we're not giving up yet. We're not giving up yet some, on the episode. It's load, load management. Load management. <laughs> yeah. with, the, with the voices. And any, speaking any, of, anytime I hear Donnie's backup voice, I just sink. Honestly. It's nice that they save it for the shitty episodes, though. It's like they know that it's a throwaway, so they just throw the scrubs in. But it was Donnie was back up in Return of the Fly. Yeah, Donnie's had a lot of subs this yeah. uh, this season. Yeah. Um, I wonder if it's because um, the voice actor got sick. But you know what is also sick? Are you feeling a little bit viral, either of you? Because the TMNT showcast, specifically on TikTok, has gone viral. Ooh. And I'm not sure if you've looked recently, but I woke up this morning and I immediately texted both of you, holy fuck. But I did not share what that holy fuck was. We had a TikTok video get 10,000 views last night. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> 10,000. That's out of nowhere. I don't know Is what that happened. A record? That's a record. Yeah. Oh, hands down. Which yeah. one was it? It was the one that the I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part. Yeah. I didn't do fucking shit. It, everybody loves that. But yeah, 10,000 views on that bad boy last night. So, wow. Very nice. It's a big deal. Well, if you were paying attention to it, X over the weekend. A lot of action on the Friday pizza pizza Friday post. Mm. So maybe I got the ball rolling. He rolled could, right could over be. to TikTok. <laughs> could be. Thank shout out Chris for the assist. <laughs> <laughs> I also Andrew um also linked the poll in his Instagram, I believe, Saturday night, Andrew. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I'm the reason for it going viral. Yeah, the I audience I command on Instagram maybe had something to do with pushing, pushing some viewership yeah. over to the TikTok. Yeah, more more of the story. It was a team effort. We all get a point, so good for us. Ten thousand, ten thousand. Wow, actually, because we got ten thousand, that's a that's a power up respin on on the house. <laughs> Oh, baby. For everyone. All right. For everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might as well. Um, yeah. Very Your cool, though. That. all around. Nice. I'll add them to the list. Yeah. Very good. Um, so we're working the algorithm. We are. We are. So, reminder go check us out at Team and T Shellcast on those three social media feeds. Speaking of threes, we got three. We got three. And on to four now. Now four would be with Krang, Bebop, Shredder, and Rocksteady. In the Technodrome, Krang is scolding. He is mad. He's upset. He's very frustrated that Shredder returned to the Technodrome without the chemicals for the mutagen. Uh, and after his little pep talk or threat threatening, I guess, for Bebop and Rocksteady, um, Shredder vows that he will return topside with the idiots as he as he so uh nicely calls them 
to get the mutagen for Krang to make his army of mutants. So that's Krang's plan. He wants to create more mutants like Bebop and Rocksteady. However, he wants them to be competent um, to then be able to destroy the turtles and then destroy the rest of the earth. So we're not doing robots. We're not doing crystals. We're not doing magic. We're back to mutants. Back to mutants. I mean, you would think, and I was trying to remember back, you would think this plan would have been implemented earlier, but I feel like at, at the point where they had mutagen before, I swear I remember Krang saying that it's like extremely hard to make or find the ingredients for. So that seems to contradict just train loads of this stuff zipping around yeah. New York. Yeah, I, I was kind of shocked, honestly, that we were getting back to the mutagen-like uh, formula. Yeah, and I was trying to think, when was the last, was it the Punk Frogs? Or was it after that, that we had a mutagen episode? So I think the last time was when Splinter, they unmutagened Splinter for like his day as a human again, right? Ooh, possibly that was season Splinter two. No more, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Because then I, th- I don't know if we got there yet, but there's a point where Donnie realizes that the chemicals are to make mutagen, and I was like, "How does he even know how to do that?" But it was because he reverse engineered it in the Splinter episode. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, good call. Very good. So anyway, that's the plan: make more mutants. We've seen it once before, at least but we'll see how it turns out in this episode. Um, Meanwhile, back at April's newscast in person, we've got Vernon scootering around um, trying to scoop up April's story. So he basically drives out to tell her he's going to scoop her story and then on the, uh, on the news scooter, right? That's what that thing is coined. Yeah. The new channel six news scooter. He fucking motors down a hill too, like ridiculously quick. Yeah, just hauling ass right up to April's <laughs> face just to brag about how he's going to get the story. Then he just hauls ass out of there. So Yeah, he like steals her camera and fucking buzzes out of there. Yeah. I got, I respect that move, honestly, if I'm being honest. Yeah, quite the move. Um, but karma pays itself back to Vernon because what happens just after that is the, the turtles arrive in the turtle van. And... Um, I think it's in the turtle van at least, but they show up and they warn April exactly what happened um, from the train crash, that there were chemicals that Donatello had identified as being components for the mutagen recipe. They crashed, they had mixed together, and they said, whatever you do, don't go near it. So with Vernon taking off trying to scoop April, they realize he's at risk possibly for cross-mutating. And so they must save him from exposure. And in that little correspondence, um, I heard a guacamole dip Mm. that was dropped. I don't know if that makes a pizza or if that's kind of too left field, but I would be open to it. No less left field than pickled tofu. Yeah, put it on there. It's also funny to hear them say guacamole dip as though it's such a new concept still that they don't just call it guac. Or guacamole. Yeah. Yes. I so there's um a pizzeria that originated in Portland, Maine called Otto's. 
and they make a fantastic sriracha chicken and avocado pizza. It's not guacamole in the sense of like it doesn't have tomatoes and onion and lime and things, but man, that's a good pizza. That reminded me of it. Sounds delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out autos. Okay. Well, um, speaking of shout out, the turtles are shouting out for Vernon because they want to make sure he doesn't get cross mutated. Um, and right upon finding him, um, we've got a bull that does exactly what the turtles were hoping it wouldn't, which is mutate. So as Vernon's in the foreground, we've got some bulls in the background. It looks like they're drinking, trying to drink up some of the chemicals. Um, and then in this scene specifically, two of them like mutate together. I don't know if you guys caught that right out of the gate. Two bulls mutate into one like massive HGH steroid bull. <laughs> and at that bulls exact on, second. Bulls on parade perhaps. Chris. Give me your best Bulls on Parade impression right now. No. I don't even know that song. So, What? I don't either. All I can think of was that this rail yard, it just looks like it's wide open. It felt a little weird. I was trying to think of what show or like what I had seen that it reminded me of. And I think it's Thomas the Tank Engine is all I could think is like it. The world of the rail yard looks like a Thomas the Tank Engine world. Interesting. Hmm. I think your memory of Thomas is lost. Maybe. Thomas is out in the fucking mountains in the countryside. Chugging up a hill. This this thing was, this rail yard was so flat and wide open. It clearly was not anywhere near the city. I'll say that. And why are there cows just grazing in a nothing <laughs> makes sense in this episode it may have been that the train was carrying the, the steer and when it crashed and tipped over they escaped no because they were in a pen if you had watched if you had paid close attention they were in a corral mm. next to the railroad tracks prior to the crash oh i didn't realize that well that may not make any sense and neither <laughs> will this next segment because originally I was going to do turtle tech and this version of turtle tech was specifically going to be tailored to beef mm-hmm. because we have, we have our bowl, our steer. I wanted to do a little beef trivia, but then you know what? I said, nay, <laughs> nay, nay. I am going to be festive and instead we're doing a turtle tech of Halloween. beautiful I was, so, I was thinking a little trick-or-treat buy or sell mm-hmm. action trick-or-treat buy or sell would have been good we we've had a lot of candy um segments so i'll certainly maybe put some links into them for those of you that are looking for a sweet tooth uh, but we're not going to repeat that instead i've got 10 trivia questions Ooh, shit and they're all about halloween uh, both modern and uh, the OG Halloween. And what we're going to do here is we're going to go right down the line. So you guys are going to be competing. I'm going to alternate who I read the question to, but whoever gets close, gets the correct answer, gets close to the correct answer 
and it, I'm subjective, but I'm going to be deciding that, um, <laughs> will earn a power up of my choice. All right. So this could be mayhem. So you're giving out 10 power ups? Um, no. <laughs> I am giving so out power ups to, us. <laughs> to correct or cl- as close to correct oh, the answers okay. as possible. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I need to replenish. So this could be, this could be big for me. <laughs> yes. And Chris, since you're the youngest, you will go first. So the first. Halloween celebrations can be traced back to the ancient blanks. The ancient blanks. Pagans. What? (laughs) Incorrect. It is not pagans. It is the Celts. The Celts celebrated Samhain, which I'm not pronouncing correctly, S-A-M-H-A-I-N, about 2,000 years ago on October 31st, which was the end of their calendar year, the end of the harvest mm. year. Were the Celts not pagans, Andrew? <laughs> not, cast a wide net. <laughs> yeah, not according to the prizes of this segment, Chris. So, okay. unfortunately, you are 0 for 1. John, true or false? Mm. No. Nope, not doing it. Um, Trick or treat evolved from a tradition called blanking. Blanking. Gathering. No. No, I'm sorry, John. It's actually called souling. Souling. Where poor children went door to door begging for food and money. In exchange, they prayed for the souls of the lost loved ones of those that donated to them. Yeah, come on, John. Oh, duh. <laughs> you almost you almost gave John a 50-50 chance at a power. <laughs> I know. Well, I may have to if we get halfway through and nobody's got any. So, Chris, Halloween became widespread in the United States during which which century? Um, it was brought by a wave of Irish and European immigrants. That would be the 20th century, which was the 1900s. That is incorrect. That is incorrect, Chris. It's the 19th century, which is the 1800s. Jeez, you had, a, you had basically a one in two, one in three chance of getting that. Really, they, one they, in people two. People were fucking trick-or-treating in the 1800s <clears throat> when the Civil War was going on. That's what it <laughs> says, buddy. Because the okay. war wasn't the entire 1800s, as you should yeah, know. Yeah, but that's what everyone was focused on, John. Hard to trick or treat when everyone's legs are blown off. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris is over two. You John fumbled that. You dropped. You fumbled that one. Like you would have guessed, fucking 1800s. Yeah, I was close. I, I definitely would have. I was one year off, if you think about it. <laughs> well, John, you're up next. Jack-o'-lanterns come from Irish folk tales about Stingy Jack, who made a deal with the devil and had to roam the earth at night using coal in a carved out what? Coal in a carved out blank. Uh, bucket. Turn up. 
The answer is turnip. He put the coal <clears throat> in a turnip? Turnips are pretty big. Yeah, back in the day, that's the original jack-o'-lanterns were, oh. were coal placed in turnip. And they came, when it came over to the U.S., they realized that pumpkins were more plentiful and then therefore was adapted. They're going to cut up a bucket for fucking trick-or-treat, John? Well, I heard, I heard coal, and I'm like, all right, well, it's definitely not a fucking... I was going to say gourd, but wow, okay. All right. Not really sure that was a one in three chance. But so John would have been the obvious answer. John is 0 for 2. Chris is 0 for 2. We're on to Chris's third question. Candy corn was originally called blank, blank. (laughs) (laughs) Candy corn was originally called sugar, sugar kernels. Close. But no cigar, it was chicken feed. Because at the time, corn mm. consumed primarily by chickens, so it was called chicken feed. Over for 3, Chris. Not looking too good. Just like your costume on Halloween. Uh, over to John. What? John. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> John looks like fucking Sheldon Williams or whatever that guy from Duke. What? You know what All I'm right. talking about. Here we go, John. Americans spend around blank billion dollars on Halloween candy candy annually. Three. John got it. That is correct. Holy fuck. Three billion dollars on Halloween candy annually. John, you get to pick your power up that you want. What the fuck? <laughs> Jesus. I'm going, it's got to be party pizza, obviously. That's the number one. I mean, right, you could so ask trick or treat, baby. Wow. That's a trick That's or the whole treat, point. It was supposed that. to be yeah. the trick or treat. You get to pick your candy. Wow. All right. So, John got that one correct. Chris, the Michael Myers mask in Halloween is the face of which well-known celebrity? William Shatner. That is correct. So, Chris. What? William Shatner as Captain Kirk in Star Trek. Chris, you get to pick your power-up. Which would you like? I will take a combo slice because I don't have any right now. Combo slice it is. All right. So, you both have one correct. Both have earned a power-up in this segment. On to John. John. The record for fastest pumpkin carving is blank, blank, 0.47 seconds by Stephen Clark of New York in 2013. Blank, blank, 0.47. 14. Incorrect. It is 16.47 seconds. Close. What is that even like? How do you judge what it, what counts? You gotta clean the inside out too, right? Yeah, I think that's. I didn't look into the stats, but my guess is it was carving like the internal guts out or something. Yeah. I'm not really sure. All right, Chris. <clears throat> this one's for you. The world's largest pumpkin tipped the scale at blank thousand five hundred and twenty-eight pounds. 
blank thousand five hundred and twenty eight pounds. Two thousand. That is correct. Ooh. So Chris got his second one correct. Chris, you get to pick your power up again. That will be a party pizza for me. Very good. So Chris gets a party pizza. John, to round it out, last one. Blank 7% of people in the United States dress their pet up for Halloween. Blank 7%. 57. That is incorrect. Mm. The correct answer is 1717. Ooh. Wow. 1-7. So John earned a power-up party pizza, and Chris earned a combo slice and a party pizza from the segment. So a nice little quick Halloween-themed turtle tech. Treat, baby. Trick or treat. Yeah. Smell, smell my feet. Give me something good to eat, you bitch. <laughs> I did um I did have my tree toilet papered the other day. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Are you kidding that, me? Are you like a bad neighbor or something? How are you getting teepeed? We had kids around the neighborhood that were just throwing them. So that, that was the saddest part is it was just like one strand that got over the branch and oh. they left the rest of the roll. Like they didn't even I wouldn't have been mad. Just let it be known. You can come toilet paper my house. I actually yeah, would enjoy good it. Good on you. Uh, some people not so enjoyable in my HOA subdivision. So to them, I say poo poo to you. Holy spirit eggs? is lost. What if they egg your house? Eggs are not cool. Eggs. Well, it's a slippery slope, Andrew. You want the TP fly? You know what's coming next. Remember, they always used to let um, people TP the Brimfield common trees. Yeah, so that's yeah. the the oldest trick in the book. Hey, everyone TP this one area so we can keep it contained as if you're not going to go off and then have this like urge of toilet paper um, vandalism like pumping through your blood and you're just like not going to act, act <laughs> upon it. Yeah. Like, there's also, no here's, you want a little trip down memory lane. Remember the toilet paper shortage because of COVID? Yeah, the pandemic. People were fucking freaking out. Toilet paper. That's yeah. big bidet. Anyone ever <laughs> look at the bidet sales after COVID? <laughs> conspiracy theory right there. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, overall, do you guys do any Halloween-themed things yet? Or are you not partaking in the festivities this year? I got, no, yeah, nothing for me. Um, I'm not really sure when even trick-or-treating is in Somerville. I imagine Halloween night, but I thought it might have been this weekend. But how can you live in a city and not, you're not even going to hand out candy? So here's here's the thing about where we live. We're on a pretty main street, but there's one block over the cross street. Every house just goes all out for Halloween, like they all decorate and go crazy decorations. And so all of the children go to that street to get Mondo candy, as Michelangelo might say, and no one comes and no one comes to our place. So the past like three years we've had candy 
and have gotten no trick or treaters. So then I just end up eating all the candy. Yeah, that's the best part. Wow. Maybe I what you have to do. Go ahead, Andrew. I was going to say, maybe what you have to do is what people over here have started doing, which is they've become the full size candy bar house. So they give out full size bars, which draws the people in. And uh, now I'm being peer pressured into upping my candy size bar, my candy bar size. Yeah, you have to go full bar. But how do you, I am, like, I, I don't really want to just add, like, stand on the my porch and yell, hello, kids, I have full-size candy okay. bars, come to me. Once you get one, the word spreads, buddy. People leave, that house has full-size candy bars, and they come flooding in. There's not that many trick-or-treaters around. Well, I unfortunately live in a town that has gone to trunk-or-treating. And I also live, my house is in a bad spot for trick-or-treating in general, so I would never get a visitor. But Yeah, and you have a gate. Yeah. Also, right a gate. I've, I feel like there's been a lot of peep hate peeps on this episode. I mean, on this podcast. When is the last time either of you had a peep? They suck. I had one recently enough to know it was fucking terrible. Yeah, around... Ugh. Easter pumpkin wow. peeps. And as you can see, there is space for three here because I ate one. I can tell you exactly what it tasted like a little, a little stretchy when you tried to separate it from the other pumpkins and then you bite and you get that hard. It's like sugar that gets a little water in it and then it gets like extra crystallized sand. Like some would say, mm. and then you get what, can only be described as lack of it's like faded it's pastel flavor if you will i enjoy them now bad no wrong so bad it's disgusting <laughs> speaking of the 19th century that's a 1900s what's the sweetest candy we can think of marshmallow mm. and rock yeah. candy that's what you were competing against but John's been known to love some fluffernutter. Hell fucking yeah, I do. Like the possibly could have been the spokesperson for Marshmallow Fluff, whatever the company that makes that. That's how much he ate as a child. So it goes without saying, John still loves marshmallows because he's eating peeps in real time. <laughs> so good. Have you guys had a fluff sandwich recently? Never, never will. Never have, never will. So much, so much sugar. It's so sweet. Honestly, about 10 years ago for me. I used to bring it to work for lunch. That's a wild move. It's so good, though. Like, oh my God. (laughs) Coworkers eating fluff sandwiches? And peanut butter. Yeah, I know, but still. That's how you know you're old. If you call a peanut butter and fluff sandwich a fluffer nutter, that's how you know you're old. I know, but I feel like. It's so, it's like calling, uh, or no, it's like when PBRs became like in vogue again because they were a hipster beer. If you call it Fluffernutter, that's definitely like the hipster way to refer to it. So I feel like you have to, like you got to go all in if you're going to eat that fucking sandwich because that's a psycho move. Yeah. (laughs) There's only one fluff manufacturer. I couldn't tell you the name, but it's the red, the red cap. And the white and like faded blue label. 
Chris, do you perhaps know where fluff was invented? Yeah, I know it's a Massachusetts thing. Do you know where in Massachusetts? Probably Boston. I think it was Worcester, wasn't it? Somerville. Somerville. Wow. My John hometown. Moved into the belly of the beast. Not my hometown. Now it all makes current, sense. Like currently. <laughs> now it all makes sense. <laughs> John's doing the long play. This has been years yeah. in the making. Yeah. Surprise. It was the Kazanovich family that invented fluff. Yeah, that's like uh, getting like champagne in France. You're getting fluff from Somerville. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not allowed to be called fluff unless it's from the Somerville region of Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise it's just marshmallow spread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fluff, trash, peeps. My wife leaves peeps like open so they get um oh, stale. A little bit oxidized. Yeah, stale. Um, and then she crunches on them. I just not a fan, personally. Never have been. I don't think I ever will be. Imagine Enjoy working at a fluff factory. How could you be mad? <laughs> You're just spreading fucking cheer all yeah. day. <laughs> cheer Putting and 10 di- hours at the fluff factory. Yeah. <laughs> what do you even cheer do? It. Just stir a vat? <laughs> yeah, you stir and you give people diabetes. Those are the two things <laughs> that you do. You go buy the Jet Puff marshmallows and you throw them in a fucking pot. You heat them up. <laughs> They're also, you know what? I never see in grocery stores are marshmallows anymore. Do they? They're in the where are the marshmallows aisle. at? Yeah, they're in the baking the aisle. Baking. How about they're some there. marshmallows in your hot cocoa? Yeah, that's fucking, you know what the that's when you know hazelnut coffee creamer. Try that. Wow. Next time. How about fluff? You guys ever put fluff in your hot chocolate? Yeah, too much. Well, just don't put as much next time. <laughs> Joe disappointed when I said that. <laughs> he is. He is almost as disappointed as the turtles when they realize that they're trapped in what they call Boxcar Canyon in the episode. So the mutant bull, the bull um, is big. It's daunting. It's backing them into a corner. And, and it's legged yeah, it looks like Tauros, the Pokemon. That's all I could think. It does. Also, also, just I know I keep interrupting Andrew. Boxcar Canyon sounds like the name of a backyard baseball field. Very, very much so. A boxcar Canyon is an actual term, so it's a little, it's a double joke because they're surrounded by boxcars and it's a real type of canyon. Oh, tell us what kind. Enlighten us. It's basically what it's like a three. It's what they were in. You're surrounded on all sides by three high walls, and then there's an opening at the end. So it's like a reverse peninsula. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Very nice. Fucking ge- the anti geography guy. Um, Chris, notable Pearl Gem fan. Yes, Pink Floyd, I believe it was. Yeah, it was Pink Floyd. That's what I was going to say. Because I re-listened to the episode, and John's been dropping Pearl Jam references like the last two. But if you go back and listen, it is Pink Floyd, in fact. It is Pink Floyd. Um, But Dark Side of the Moon. Chris is a big Dark Side of the Moon guy. Yeah. Brick in the wall, baby. Another brick in the wall. Um, Yeah. 
<laughs> so the bull backs him into the boxcar canyon. However, it's still mutating. So that's a crazy thing. It's not stable. Its mutation is not stable. Um, corners the turtles, and just at that moment, Shredder emerges back topside um, with his pledge to retrieve the mutagen chemicals for Krang. Um, and they knock over a water tower upon upon emerging topside. <laughs> so this, I think what happens here, and I can't remember exactly, but this like startles or maybe wakes up Vernon, possibly. Um, and ultimately, Vernon runs off. He just like sprints high, t- what is it, high tail in hell water? Yeah. High in hell water, however, however the fuck you say that. Come hell or high water? Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He is. <laughs> yeah, he is. He was um, fucking in a stupor, too. He just, like, he was He dead. fainted. Didn't he faint? Yeah. Yeah, he was trying to get the story, and then he was, he literally just passed out and was as good as dead. Yeah, he yeah. passed out, woke up from the water, and then he ran in fr- as he was running home, like ran by April and basically was like, actually on second thought, you can have the story. And he just keeps going. Yeah. I was trying to think like why they had to knock the water tower over. I think it was just a way to get all the mutagen washed away. So you wouldn't have to be like, there's just mutagen floating around because Hmm. this is the only episode where the transport module causes like earthquakes as it's driving around. Yeah. That's a good point. You gotta, you know, wrap up all the loose ends. You do. And Shredder tries to grab the loose ends of the horns from the mutagen bolt because his plan now has changed. So he emerges, he sees the mutagen bull. Immediately he wants to backstab Krang. So he he's now seeing if he can capture the mutagen bull, he can destroy the turtles, and then he can destroy Krang. And then he can destroy the world. <laughs> so Shredder sees his opportunity for the okie doke on Krang. And unfortunately, Bebop and Rocksteady aren't on board. So they, they're like, sorry, boss, but you're going to have to get him yourself. So Shredder pursues mm-hmm. um, the bull, to which point April gets caught up in the mix because I think she's shooting what's happening for Channel 6, and she's kind of caught right in the middle of the bull and Shredder pursuit. Yeah, she's getting the story. Come hell or high water. Yes. And what's what are the turtles doing, Chris, in, in the meantime? The turtles are what are they doing? They're watching Shredder, maybe? I'll be <laughs> honest. I was so focused on Shredder how stupid his attempt is to tame this bull that I don't really remember what they were doing. Yeah, so the turtles they scale the watchtower. Um, because they see it pursuing um, April, they leap off onto the back of the bull. And this thing is massive. Now, with the turtles sitting on the back, it's got to be like 50, 60 feet tall. Yeah. Right? Like, it's something crazy. They jump off a building, like a skyscraper, onto this bull, and they're still, like, way in the air. Um, so, yeah, they jump on the bull. The bull runs around, eventually bucks them off. 
and continues to chase April and Shredder, Bebop, and Rocksteady. After they get tossed, Donnie has a plan. So what Donnie wants to do is hop into a crane, and he's going to create a lasso, which he will then lasso the bull, and that's how he will stop him. So he does exactly that, um, gets it around his neck, but it's so powerful, in fact, that it's pulling the crane like down the rail tracks. Meanwhile, yeah. Donnie, he's dead. How can you survive this crane? It, it not only is it being pulled down the tracks, it's flipping, it's fucking dragging on the cabinet. It's like Donnie must be dead. I don't Chris. know. The bowl, the physics of the bowl wildly fluctuate. One minute he's pulling a crane, but he can't catch up to Shredder running away from him. It doesn't make sense. And well, Andrew glossed over this because he's a he's dressed as Shredder and own Shredder fan. <laughs> to walk up to the bowl and just say, You're under my control. I'm a human, you're a mutant. Like Man over what, machine. That's yeah, that's the that's the plan he had. Come on. Yeah, definitely wasn't his best plan. But I give him an A for effort because it's quite villainous to just walk up to something and say, I'm your new master. Obey me. Obey me. Yeah. Command it. He wasn't asking. He was telling Chris. He was telling. Damn right. He damn right. Yeah. How'd that work out for him? Not, not too well because as that crane is getting dragged, um, Shredder, Bebop, and Roxy are now in a hand car, handrail car, like the old school, like seesaw <laughs> style. Um, and they cut the lasso because Shredder's not letting this bull get away. He wants it. Uh, he doesn't want the turtles to get it. So he cuts the lasso, and that's what sends Donnie tumbling to his death, presumed death, um, yeah. or hopefully just his substitute voice dies um, <laughs> and stays dead. But um, he's not the only one crashing because Shredder crashes into the end of the rail. So they go like head over heels, crash off the hand car. The bull is still... Mutating. So it's still unstable. It splits now back into two separate bulls um, of equal sizes. So it's just chaos right now with this mutation. So much chaos, in fact, that Shredder decides he's like out. He, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not working. This is looking bad. So he opts into the transport module, returns back to the Technodrome. So he fails Krang once again. The bulls, they now have April surrounded. I think they backed her into what was it like a log part or something? What do you, yeah, like, she's on like a pile of pipes or something. Yeah, yeah, some sort of cylinders. Um, they could be utility poles. They could be pipes. Who that knows? Phallic shaped, very phallic shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got something really big here. And what is that big deal, Chris? Uh. Uh, the turtles. <laughs> Judge shaking his head. He's throwing me off. The big deal. It. The turtles save her, but then they they break her camera. That's the big yes. deal that I remember. So the turtles do save her, and how do they save her, John? Do you know where this is going? I do. I believe a certain someone throws a certain something. Leo Chris, with the yes. katana throw, baby. Yes. Yes. So Leah tosses his katana, cuts the cylinders loose 
for April to, I think it like rolls under the bowls or distracts them or something so that April can juxtapose to a new location. Mm. That's I don't think you used that word right, but yes. I don't <laughs> think so either. But uh, also, we're going to roll what, with it. Yeah. What, you know what is also has happened? I mean, we're probably like nine or 10 minutes into the episode right now. This is all just a bit like the background music is just the fight scene, like high anxiety, stressful music. It's like 10 minutes of stress. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. Like right fucking at it. It's like, it's almost like that family guy episode where they fight the chicken for like 12 minutes. Yeah. The thing is though, it's not even like they're playing the music because they want you to have high anxiety, even though the episode is like so suboptimal that you don't even give a shit. Like you don't even think it's a real threat here. At least I didn't. Yeah. I watched this episode once. This is the first time I didn't rewatch because I was just so out of it, which is clearly showing because I'm misremembering (laughs) things. (laughs) Yes. Um, But you, you had it correct that April's camera gets broken. So you remember that one correctly. Um, Her camera breaks, the bull reforms into a single mutant and then takes off for the city. So, Which I noted at this point, it has four legs again. Did you guys catch yes. that? Yeah, I did notice What's that. What's with well. the third? It had three hooves, then it split into two. One had four hooves and one had three, which I thought was weird. And then they merged back together and it had four. PEMDAS, Chris. PEMDAS. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> a weird animation choice. Like, if it's going to have three, just let it keep three. Yeah. I didn't notice the number of legs at all. So. This is all it was, very, it was just very. I was like, this is like a tricycle. Like, I don't know. It was, the three legs on the big one really fucked me up. I had to be like, am I looking at that right? Am I just missing a leg by the yeah. perspective here? I just kept saying, I could attack the fucking front leg, it'll go right down. And then I'm just like, how the fuck does this thing run with three legs? Like, I couldn't figure out the physics of it. Also, like, they just made it giant and put a bunch of horns over its body. Put a little fucking effort into animating this thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was underwhelming. It, it really wasn't scaring me at all. Not that I've ever been scared from this episode or from this um, cartoon. But I just think overall, like, they could have... Remember the mutant plant, the alien plant? Like, they could have done a better job at just making it a little bit more threatening. Yeah, here mutagen it's just monster. You you want something like dramatic, right? I wouldn't even call this a monster; just a mutant. Yeah, um, yeah, it's underwhelming. And back at Channel Six, April, meanwhile, is getting even with Vernon. So she sends Irma in with what, John? With warm milk. Yes. So she's gonna prank Vernon after his bad encounter with a cow bull steer whatever you want to call it um she yeah she gives him more milk has it delivered which he throws right back in Irma's face Vern the editor now Vernon has he always been the editor that was the title over his door unless he was just hanging out in someone's office That's a good question. I, don't I don't know I don't know what he technically is what's Burns what's Burns title editor-in-chief Chief editor. He was like the president at one point too, I think, on his door. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's um, a good question, but no, notable like drawn out joke that they had to put in there, which wasn't even funny to just buy a little bit more time. I really so, didn't. If I'm being honest, I like the whole warm milk thing. I'm like, this is not. This is a. It's not a cow, right? It was a bull, which doesn't produce yeah. milk, doesn't lactate. It's like not great. Also, like, at what point did warm milk stop becoming a thing? I feel like the '80s. There's a lot of references to drinking warm milk as an adult. Yeah. Warm milk just sounds gross to me. Yeah, it's a cesspool of bacteria. Yeah. Not my jam. Not my jam milk at all either. Milk needs to be ice cold. I fucking love milk. I'll say that right now. In front of the world. I love alternative milks. No. That's why this country is in shambles. Because <laughs> of nut milk? milk? options. Here's... Yeah, just, I got a conspiracy just drink milk. You. If you're going to have milk, just drink a little milk. Unless you have lactose intolerance, I get it. Chris, we're the only Otherwise, other species that settle. drinks other fucking animals. John... Milk is We're meant the only to species that can milk, fly an airplane too. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Chris, milk is meant to feed baby cows. It has very, I get it. It has like high degrees of X, Y, Z. All right. I got two things for you. One is a billboard outside of Boston that says milk also has electrolytes and it's an athlete with a milk mustache running. Yeah. You're telling me you're going to drink milk while you're running. No. Absolutely fucking run. not. People drink chocolate milk. Listen, I'm not. I just drink milk because I like it. Well, number two. You want a conspiracy? Here's a conspiracy. How much do almonds cost? A lot. How much almonds make almond milk? I think also a lot. How is almond milk not the most expensive thing on the fucking planet? Yeah. W- look up how much water it takes to make one almond. Chris, look at how much land it takes to make one milk. One what? cow that makes milk. Yeah, I there's plenty of cows. I only need one for a lifetime. Pump that fucking bad boy up. Chris, your argument about how much water it takes to make a more sustainable product it's is not more sustainable. a farce. It is. No. I'm not yes. going to get into this argument. I just... If you want milk, just drink cow's milk. So I have had the luxury of shopping around for different milk alternatives in this last year. Here's my findings. Number one, there is no milk that has as much protein as cow's milk. That's just a fact. So if you're, if you're trying to do the protein thing, you got to go cow's milk. Number two, alternative milks are really expensive. Like, why is it that oat milk is almost like seven dollars for a half gallon? How yeah, that that doesn't make it. That should be how much almond milk costs. That's what I'm saying. Like, oats are cheap. Oats are like wheat and barley. Like, it's cheap commodity, and somehow that's like the most expensive one out by me. Yeah. So, um, I will say that I used to dominate uh soy this is way, way back in the early alternative soy like extra vanilla oh, yeah. milk was so good yo soy baby 
Yo Soy, is that what it was called? Or Silk? I can't remember yeah, which brand it was. I remember stocking that at Price Shopper. Yo Soy cartons of vanilla milk. Yeah, that was the OG. Nothing has touched that since. Um, almond milk isn't bad, but I think the issue I have with a lot of the alternatives is all the additives that they put in there to the, make it texturally similar to milk. Mm. So, Unsweetened vanilla almond milk is the way to go. Good coffee. And, well, I was going to say, if Starbucks is upcharging me for alternative milk, then there's a problem there. I don't like it. So, as somebody who lives in a rural community, I like to support the local dairy farmers. You're not getting your milk from local dairy farmers. Uh-huh. Well, maybe you I are. Am. Maybe you are, now that I think yes. about it. That's where you're wrong, John. Is that I pasteurized? support a milkman. So suck on that. A yes, man you can buy raw milk. Name. I choose not to. What? It's just a milk. He comes in a truck. I don't know his name. I think it's Mike. Bro, you don't Mike really support him. <laughs> I'm not there when he delivers it, usually. When you go into an icebox? What just happens to this milk? Yeah, if I'm not there, I put a cooler outside. Puts it in. Very nice. That's how the milk exchange works, John. Been doing it for centuries in this country. <laughs> One of the oldest for- for- forms of currency in the United States. Chris is still... Also Tapping known as souling, trick or treat for some milk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, trick or treat. Here's a glass bottle of whole milk, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, why? Well, I have a question for you. Yes. What is the most psycho thing that you could hand out to Halloween trick or treaters that still like would be just like when someone realize like you got home and you emptied out and your parents saw it be like what the fuck this i was actually going to send you guys this um but i'll just tell you instead so of course it's halloween season so there's a bunch of memes and reels and shorts and all this stuff on social media what i found hilarious was a photo of a orange bucket full to the brim with pierogies and it says please take one (laughs) and i think that would be funny number one because i love pierogies and they are a treat but if you got home and you're like somebody put a fucking pierogi in my candy bag (laughs) that would be psycho that'd be psycho yeah a pierogi is good too because the weight like if somebody just dropped that into your bag yeah it's like oh this is peanut peanut butter cup or something yeah Yeah, like got a similar shape yeah that would be my (laughs) that is a good one John, what about you? Um, I don't know if I can beat pierogi. I was thinking like just the like packets of um, like bouillon seasoning. <laughs> like, like yeah. I can't think of the name. What are they called? But I guess it's just bouillon, like a bouillon cube. Bouillon cube, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember? Do you remember we got? I don't know if you guys. It might have been my last year trick or treating. We got like condiment packets, like ketchup and mustard, like fast food packets. What? Some guy was just—he was—I think he was drunk. He was just handing them out to everyone. Don't remember. The but, last time I went trick or treating, I opened. I said, "Open the door," and someone said, "Aren't you a little <clears throat> old for this?" 
Yeah, fucking old and the, bitch and Barry. Leave and they gave up. me a popcorn ball, and I was like, what the fuck is this? But popcorn balls are sneaky good. No. Straight in the yeah. trash. You ate no. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A Halloween popcorn ball is the lowest in terms of trade value for candy. <laughs> That's not even worth anything. It's useless. It's good. I'll take it. I'll take, out on, I'll take it off your hands for free. I'm out on the soft goods, the soft treats for Halloween, like popcorn, caramel apple. Caramel uh, apples aren't good ever. Get those. Up. No. Trash. Those suck. Caramel apples are garbage. Yeah, they're bad. Like those were, that was pre candy, like treats, and they just never killed it off. Like yeah. some asshole just kept holding on to caramel apples. And like every 10 years, like, oh, maybe they've gotten better. Like, let me just try one at the fair. Nope. You, you just end up eating the caramel off and you throw the apple away. Baked, a baked apple. Shout out, Graham. Yeah, baked, baked apples. apples. Real good. Cinnamon sugar on that, on the stove, wood stove. Yes. Oh. Delicious milk. Also great. Uh, and you can find milk in the turtle's lair, and that's exactly where the turtles return to seek advice from Splinter. So again, they've just had this crazy encounter with the mutant bull, which ran away into the city. Shredder ran off. They are looking for advice from their sensei. And they deduce that the mutation, the mutant form, is unstable. Right? We saw the splitting the converging, the growing, the shrinking. So the mutant form is unstable. And Donnie, the wild women, the wild women, the ripping and the tearing, the ripping and the tearing. Shout out Hito Rick. <laughs> I don't know the reference. <laughs> it's just the shrinking, the growing, the wild women. Yeah. It's, about it's the, like this it's old, guy this old guy spring break. Yeah. yeah. If you saw it. Which you reminds know. me, which reminds me, um, as John floats in that uh, pop culture or that music reference, I did try. Some of you may have noticed on Spotify for last week's episode, I tried to edit in some music into the episode. Mm. Did you guys catch any of that? Or Okay. I so know. I might as well explain it now. Is it um, on the YouTube? That's where I was watching. No. So that's the thing. I tried to do it on spotify which only allowed it to be published on spotify so I, therefore i had to remove it but some of you mm. may have been sneaky enough to experience two songs one was casey jones by the grateful dead we referenced it during the song or during uh, the buy or sell segment casey edition so i did float that in there um, and then later i also added john had a little like it's been a while Oh yeah, stained. And I I threw in stained uh later in the episode as well. And then mm. promptly realized I had to remove them because they would only stay on Spotify. Therefore I did. And now there's no music. So okay. just use your imagination for those songs when you get to them. I also was listening back to that episode and Chris not having Casey Musgraves in his list of Casey's was criminal. Not a big Casey Musgraves guy, to be honest. Wow. So, do you have you ever followed your arrow wherever it goes? 
I love Casey. She just did a song with that other guy that's like famous. Yeah. Both, Brian Adams. Uh, what's this? No, the sticks. Zach guy, Bryan? The Vermont. No, well, yeah, but also, who's the guy that from Vermont? Noah Kane. Yeah, that guy. And that's the Casey Musgraves minute. <laughs> yes. Well, if you want to check out the buy or sell of Casey's, head on back to episode number 41, which Chris hosted, Casey Jones, Outlaw Hero, from season three, episode 23. So we are on episode 24. Did I get that wrong at the top of the show? No, you got it right. You got it right. We're on episode 42. Wow, you got a little palindrome going on. Yeah. You're a banana boy. So... What we've got next, Chris? Well, we've got more episode recap. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> Rhetorical question. Fucking nailed it. It was. And um, speaking of nail it, Donnie nails it. So he knows that we need a massive dose of direct energy, which may break down the molecular structure. And where can he find such a massive dose, Chris? At the university, which, if I can... Shout out to Splinter here, where he's like acting like the leader, but not, he doesn't know what's going on. So when they're all huddled together, he's like, Oh, Donnie, what do you think? And then he <laughs> gives his plan, and he's like, Yeah, I'll help you do that. Which yeah. I thought was funny. 100% fake it till you make it. Like Splinter's <laughs> just enabling, he's a facilitator in this whole conversation. Yeah, but you're correct. So the, um, the, Atom Smasher from the university can break down the mutant molecules. So that's a fucking Atom Smasher. What is that? Yeah. This is CRISPR in its early days, John. CRISPR. Yeah, this is like a particle accelerator, but before anyone knew what to call it, so they just call it an Atom Smasher. But we've had, in these episodes, we've talked about particle accelerons. Accelerons. Accelerator. So this yeah. one is specifically just a smash. Just smashes that. This thing is a bomb. They're going to get a bomb. <laughs> they need to. They need to burst this steer with a big dose of energy. Yeah, give it's him the bomb. bomb dropper. Andrew's old wrestling move. <laughs> bomb dropper. <laughs> you know the bomb dropper. So um, as Chris mentioned, Splinter has no clue what's going on, but he just he's pairing up with Donnie because Donnie seems to have a plan. The rest are sent out to find the bull. So Leo, Raph, Mikey need to find the bull, ideally bring them to where Splinter and Donnie are to then smash the mutant molecules back to normal. Also, while all this is going on, like this bull is huge and it's running toward New York City. The turtles make it back to the lair and also hatch up this plan and then go back to the university. What is going on? And then they can't find the bull? It's crazy. Yeah, and Shredder just gave up so easily on the second attempt here. Like He has so much time, in fact, that he goes back to the Technodrome to then confer with Krang, who he asks for help. So after... Pledging that he was going to bring back the chemicals for the mutagen. He actually comes back begging Krang for help. And Krang gives him what, John? He gives him what I believed to be a collar. 
originally that would go around the bull's neck and use it to control the the bull, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I also thought it was a collar that you could then clasp around the neck. Chris, what is it, in fact? It's, I actually had this, I'm not even just saying this to brag, I knew right away. (laughs) It's a uh, nose ring, classic golden bull nose ring. Yes, and I think classic, it was actually brass. I could be wrong about that. Oh, yeah, brass. Yeah, why would call you put brass is uh, sterile, and it's gold is too malleable. I could Shout be wrong about that. I, no, think I think I'm right. right. It's got to be brass. I think I'm right. Um, but yes, so it's a nose ring. Crane says that if you place this nose ring into the bowl, you can then control it with a remote control. So we have, again, kind of like Mac, little like neck thing that went on. He was controllable, like we've seen a, with a lot of these plans. Krang has a device that can take over control and be um, commanded with a uh, remote controller. So, but that's not all what Krang says because he also tells Shredder that he should not be double-crossing him because he has a mega Mondo remote controller that also can do the TV, the air conditioning, uh, whatever else he was floating out there. But basically he's like, I know what you're up to. Don't try to double cross me because I will come out victorious. And then I think crank could be bluffing there. No, this is where crank, he fucking knows what's up. He, he smells shredder trying to cross him over a mile away. Yes, he does. He does. He gives him the warning and then shredder seems to, immediately forget uh, that he was ever trying to double cross crane. Um, but trying is exactly what April is doing topside. So she's trying to find the bull that is wandering through the streets. So are the turtles they've joined her. So Leo is driving the turtle van. The bull is found in what Chris? The bull is Coincidentally, in a china shop, a giant bowl in a giant china shop. Yes, in the china shop, and Raph is the one that tries to interject first and foremost. So he stands up to the bowl or tries to bait him into charging. I can't remember exactly how it plays out in the china shop, but he gets tossed. Um, whereupon the transport module returns again. So this is like the third trip to the top side of the earth for the transport module. It emerges, scares off the bull, um, and then is headed to the overpass where they think it is running to. So, yeah, which makes that's just something Shredder shouts out, which makes no sense. Yeah, I don't remember that, but now that I hear it, like, what is that? And most of this episode was not memorable because if I were to recap everything that's happened, we've had a mutated bull who has just chased the turtles into in April into various locations around New York City. So, it's basically what's transpired up until this point. Now he's downtown, so he's wreaking a little bit more ha- havoc, but it's basically 
that's the gist of the episode. Yeah. Yep. No, where's the national? Like we roll the New York City rolls out the National Guard to fend off the turtles, but this giant fucking steer mutant is running around the city and nothing. Nothing. Also, how fucking how wide are these streets? There's a scene where I think it's right after this where they leave and the street is so wide that you can't see anything else in the shot while they're driving around. Yeah. It's like Kramer. He like painted the middle line. So you have these big lanes to (laughs) drive in. Yeah. Shout out Seinfeld. Bulls on parade, John. Why don't you sing your best rendition? Bam, waka, 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 bam, waka, 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 killing in the name of bam, waka, waka. Also notable Pac-Man impersonation. Is that BC Boys? Rage Against the Machine. Uh, yeah, Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Tom Machine. Tom Very nice. Well, um, in the meantime... We do have something notable that happens next. We've got the cheapskates. So we haven't seen these things in a whole handful of episodes, but the turtles bust them out of the van. This is where it doesn't make sense because they are pursuing the bull, but they decided to do it on the cheapskates instead of in the turtle van, which I didn't really follow why that was happening. Um, But it does yield a cowabunga. Yeah, it does, baby. We need to We were down bad. Yes, it's been a while since we had a cowabunga, so we've got one of those for the Shellcast Sportsbook. And it's we, been a while. <laughs> we have the Katanatos, which it has been a while for that too. So two updates. Um so far. Turtles. So they take the cheapskates. They so this is where my memory gets a little spotty. Cause I can't recall if the bull starts chasing them on the cheapskates and they hightail it to the university because they've now engaged it, or if by coincidence they're just hauling ass to the university and the bull decides to follow them. They're chasing remember. the bull. They're chasing they go them? through the hedges, yeah. Yeah, but how do, it's a good point, Andrew. How does it are they like driving it to the university or it just happens to run that way? I didn't even think about that. Hmm. I think they're it, just like hurting it. Yeah, it seemed like happenstance because I think somebody gets a call on the Turlcom and Donnie's like, bring him in here, bring him in here. So they redirect or however it happens. They basically, they head right into um, a garage door, like pull up garage door in the university area where this atom smasher is. And um, the bull is running and pursuing the turtles who just kind of like duck into the university and then shredder shows up and he's got a dump truck full of salt lick or salt, yeah. I guess. Right. So this is where shit gets yeah. starts going crazy because it's like, there's a million things that could happen, but what does shredder do? He shows up with a dump truck of salt, dumps it down, which does distract the bull momentarily. Uh, the, the bull enjoys it and enjoys it long enough that shredder can then clasp the nose ring. Um, get that in place and then bebop hits the controller um 
And I think he hits it in a way that it's like the wrong button. So the bull starts running in towards the university. Mikey, on his side, accidentally activates the Atom Smasher. And again, I don't remember exactly how that happened. Yeah, so this, I wrote this down because I had a sexist joke I wanted to make. So they slap, Rocksteady's hiding in the salt pile. He claps the ring onto the bull's nose. Shredder has the remote, but April, who is tailing the turtles in the Channel 6 news van, drives through the the bush and just smashes into the transport module, which That's knocks right. the remote into Bebop's hands. He messes up, and then everyone runs away. And Donnie says, I forgot to flip the switch to the Atom Smasher. Splinter says, you'll never be able to get around the beast. And then Mikey, hero Mikey is like, fucking watch this. And he goes to Turtle... What's that fucking thing called? Turtle skateboard thing? Cheapskate? Cheapskate. Yeah. He goes to cheapskate in, like hits a lip, and then goes flying into the lever. I mean, how um, slow was she going? She was like a fucking five minutes behind him, and they were on skateboards. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, she but was right. driving the turtle van? No, she was in her... She was in the Channel 6 van. I thought Chris said, oh, okay. They had separately been pursuing, yeah. So she does, I do have it. She crashes into the Shredder. Bebop hits the controller. Mikey accidentally turns on the Atom Smasher. Shredder and company run off again. So this is like the third retreat by Shredder. (laughs) Um, This episode, Mikey is trapped in the room with the bull. So this is where I got, I was like, oh, does Mikey demutate? I was like, this could be interesting because he was trapped in there with the Atom Smasher. Um, But alas, he does not. He emerges riding one of the bulls, a normal return to shape bull. I should say too, when the Atom Smasher is going off, the light show that this thing is emitting was fucking awesome. Yeah, very Aurora Borealis. Yeah. What I would imagine it to be like. I was going to comment on that, but John beat me to it. Hmm. You snooze, you lose, Chris. I'm Just the like... colors guy. We know that's those are my comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is the end of the mutant bull. So they all returned to normal. The Adam Smasher did work. Uh, the mutagen monster is no more. There are lots of Western jokes that are now kind of like shoehorned into the end of the episode. And April gets cowlicked. Yeah. A little fro going on. And that's the end of this awful episode. So the episode recap, quite short because it was dog shit. Um, But there you go. There you have it. It's episode 24 from season three, Mutagen Monster. Underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, this... Wouldn't recommend... Yeah, it's kind of like I don't know, absolute throwaway, like very minimal dialogue, no plot. We don't further develop anything. Like half the episode is the same fight scene, not great. Yeah, it's almost like they had to rush this one because the, to John's point, the whole episode takes place in like two different spots, so the animation must have been quicker. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps, perhaps. Um, but 
that will bring us now into turtleisms. Cowabunga! Turtleisms, baby. I did them. I did wow. them. Again, I'm glad you did because I was taking my notes as the show host, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not even going to take any notes on turtleisms. Yeah. If you show are the show host, host you're you don't do. Yeah. yeah I never do it when I'm hosting. It's yeah. true. It's true. Absolutely. All right, Chris, did you do them? Yeah, I did, John, actually. Yeah. I probably did them better than you. Okay. I'm sure you did. <clears throat> I will go... Uh, I'll start with Shredder. So he gave us a You Miserable Maggots. Talking to Bebop and Rocksteady. He also said, Get Off Me, You Overweight Oafs. And that's all I had for Shredder. You missed two. Mutant Morons, the classic. Hmm. And Bug Brains. Oh. You missed a bug brains. Oh, okay. Uh, Leonardo, he said, come on, guys, it's time for some turtle tactics. Yep, that's all I had. Yeah. Uh, Raf EL, he had a yippee kayo taye. Take it away, partner. And he had, yeah, that's the most unbelie- unbelievable thing I've ever heard it. Where's the beef? Over there. The old Wendy's, you also missed... Shredhead. He had a shredhead in there. Ah, that. Uh, I had one for Rocksteady. Oh, and he said bonsai. Sorry, we got a bonsai out of Raf too. Oh. Wow. Uh, Rocksteady, when you say pump, we say how high. That one actually made me kind of laugh. Uh, and then I had a good amount from Michelangelo. I had a, it's totally too below. So, no, trust me, compadres, you'll really dig it. It's definitely not guacamole dip. Not really sure if that's a turtleism or not, but that's just something he said. Yeah, Joe's just uh, naming lines. Whoa, that's a humongous hamburger. I must have been hungry when I was writing these. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say a discouraging word, dudes, but ultimo bummer. Back off, beefarama, your shish kebab. This is one Mondo monster. And then he also said, I sure can resonate to that lingo, partner. Cowabunga, he said, with the accent on cow. Whoa, this gig is totally nutsoid, dudes. No problemo, dude. And probably one of the better ones. Yeehaw, get along, little doggy dudes. Yeah, I also had Mondo Surfing Flick. Um, yeah, you'll really dig it. I don't know if you said that one. And then he said, "Let's hoof it." Yeah, and he said, and then, "What's what's going down, dude?" And April had a yippee and Yahoo, and a story of the century, her f- yeah. infamous. Wow, big, is that all you had, John? Big yeah. turtleisms from John. I had what, a buckaroos. I just had a buckaroos out of Donnie. I think that's it. Yeah, that's the only other one I had. I I didn't even do Donnie because I hate his backup voice so much. He last with the boys like, "How's that, Buckaroos?" Yeah. And then he got fucking flipped on his head. Yeah, he did. Yes, but he did save the day with his Adam Smasher plan. Um, so that was great. Also great, we had two updates to the Shellcast Sportsbook. So, John, 
why don't you give us the latest standings on the bets? I will do that. So we are now through episode 24. We're past the halfway point. We had one Kawabunga for a total of 25. Notably, we haven't seen the blimp in forever. It's in the, the show. blimp is just, yeah. It's been left, a while. Last time we saw it was in. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> the last time we saw it was in Middle Earth with uh, Dippy. We know. You fucking Dippy the Dip. Raph is not dip. driving the turtle van at all. And we had a fourth katana throw. So the second in as many episodes. Yeah. That one's coming total. on like a. Since that second katana throw, he's been yeah. chucking them left and right. Floodgates are open. So. That's the current standings. Next episode, your yours truly will be hosting. We'll do a little update to the Shellcast Sportsbook. We'll do a little update. Very nice. That's where we stand. Thank you, John. Uh, and now we will update the villain power ranking. Perhaps an updated board. Or perhaps not. <laughs> perhaps not. Perhaps not, but I will read where we left off last episode. So we had Crane at number Andrew, one. Back from memory, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, not from memory for this one. Um, I have been known to recite this from memory. Uh, there was also, I should say this before you get into this, Chris, while... I don't believe it was reflected in the pizza power-ups, but there was a point where Andrew was reciting this from memory, and he he got it. No, he and got Chris, it wrong. No, he got it right. He ultimately got it right. And Chris is getting a little saucy because he's like, there was at one point Chris said he he wanted to take away one of my power-ups just for getting it right. Yeah, so what happened, I said, if I get this right, I get all four power-ups. And Chris says, yeah. or you lose every single one you have. Yeah, And then that's yeah. that's where the debate ended. But also, you got a little tripped up, and then you're like, no, six, this is six, that's six. What a great no, area. It was the Rock Soldiers, and I nailed it. Yeah, he did. Um, and I'll nail it right now. So Crane, number one. Baxter, number two. Shredder, number three. Bebop and Rocksteady at four. Foot Soldiers at five. Rat King at six, Rock Soldiers at seven, Vivaldi Crime Syndicate at eight, Dragon Granitor at nine, and Fripp rounding out at number 10. Fripp made an appearance earlier in this episode. <laughs> yeah. Just as I remembered him. <laughs> so yeah. I let's talk about my costume for a sec, because I honestly had no idea that it was going to be so fucking big. It is so inflatable. And I was plant I bought an orange jacket because Fripp wears an orange jacket and I was gonna put it on, but I'm like, it might flex a bus out of this fucking thing if it, if I put it on. And so I couldn't do it. Anyways, that's why. Sounds like an excuse, John. Yeah. A little defensive. Nobody even said anything about the costume. John getting all defensive about it. I was also thinking I was going to be April, but I couldn't find a yellow 
shout out to the garment district in Boston, which is basically just a giant store that has all costumes and things and old. They have clothing like for do it yourself costumes, but I couldn't find a good yellow jacket to be April. So maybe next year. Yeah. There's always the second annual Halloween episode. I do appreciate Andrew. You said inaugural at the start of this because first annual is not a thing. It's inaugural. So you nailed that. Yeah. Damn right. I nailed it. So let's nail this villain power ranking. Um, We had a new villain. The mutagen Hmm. monster bull. Right. Is that what we're going to call yeah. him? Or just mutagen monster, maybe? I think in the in Team TP, he's the mutagen bull monster. Okay. Definitely says bull in there somewhere. I'll check it as John's pulling it up. The good news, it's only this episode. The bull does not return. So for any of you out there that don't like spoilers, you should have skipped over that. The Thrillpedia says, in fact, that we can refer to this character as the mutagen or mutant bull. Mutant bull. And into the graveyard he goes. Yes. R.I.P. Getting pretty full there, John. I know. Let's do a little grave robin. You look like a grave robber. <laughs> All right, so you looks like Swiper from Thor the Explorer. A little bit. A little <laughs> bit. Um, okay, so that handles the mutant bull. Then we've got the usual cast of characters, starting with the foot soldiers. They did make an appearance. Nobody died, so that's a plus. Yeah. I think, um, I'm not sure where they move. I think the crux of it, I think Krang's coming down a spot. What? What? Yeah. What do you think, fucking talk? First of all, Bebop and Rocksteady should move down one, in my opinion. Not not a lot of effort in, or good, good things happening in this episode. Yes. I think they need to move down because they broke the switch and ruined the whole plan from the get-go. But then they also screwed up the attempt to steal the bull back to the Technodrome as well. So like a double whammy for Bebop and Rocksteady. Correct. Okay. Now. I'm going to put on my Shredder mask here. Just for good luck. Just for good luck, there's no bias. This is me being objective as a host. Okay. You're gonna need it because I I suggest he moves down as well. <clears throat> Two episodes now where Shredder his incompetence is on full display. You wanna say it to my face, buddy? Yeah, you <laughs> should be fourth. So you think below uh, the foot soldiers? Foot soldiers go above Shredder. I think last episode was as bad as Shredder could look. And you would have hoped for a little bit of redemption here, but he didn't do anything positive this episode. Krang handed him everything he needed to be successful. 
on multiple plants and he messed up every single one of them. I know, but are you blaming Bebop and Rocksteady for the mess ups? Or are you blaming Shredder? Or are you blaming both? So the first one, I mean, listen, Shredder, the fir- let's start with the first one. Shredder's got a bunch of foot soldiers that could have pulled the lever or he could have chose to do it himself. He delegated the task. It failed. Yes, but that logic is flawed because you could say the same thing about Krang, that he could have done this whole thing himself, and therefore... No, but Krang, that's not. Krang's not... That's not Krang's role. Should Krang it be only goes into... No. What do you, no. It should not be. Shredder is the guy in the field that's supposed to be getting stuff done. Krang is the idea guy. The ideas this episode were flawless. Here's my argument, though. It's not working. Whatever they're doing is not working. So the idea guy, at some level, is at fault. You can't just think about the good things and will it to happen. You have to be better at managing your people. Crane, last episode, John, John, (laughs) last episode, Crane very clearly told Shredder, not to use Bebop and Rocksteady for the task. And they failed. This episode, Shredder is so, he's lost so much of his villain nature that when they messed up, he threatened. He wanted to use the bull to cross track. No, I said when you weren't. Wow, so villainous, very villainous. When he, when he, they messed up, when the trains crashed, Shredder picked up Bebop and Rocksteady and said, what did he say? Wait until I tell Krang about this. Shredder can't even be the bad guy to Bebop and Rocksteady. He has to use the threat of Krang as punishment because he has no authority anymore as a villain. But what? Yeah. What is Krang going to do, honestly, though? We really didn't Obviously, talk more about than last episode. Krang fucked up royally. <laughs> He got, no, he got he a little fucking bot happy in this in the economy size knucklehead, and then he got absolutely hail married back into his bang ring body. Yeah, I'm, because Shredder is was coming down. Feet up spot. on the desk. Feet up on the desk. Took a pie in the face. I don't. He disagree. should be in. He Fripp should be ahead of him at this point. <laughs> okay, Crank tumbled when he got stuck in gum, and that's not even near as embarrassing. I just have a problem with the foot soldiers being placed ahead of Shredder when they've never captured the turtles and Shredder has. Yeah. That's yeah, all I'm saying. Eons ago. So you're Why saying should Shredder Krang, should fall, yeah. but there's nobody worthy to replace him. No, I'm saying Krang should fall to three and Shredder. What did Krang do wrong? This Whoa, he did nothing I'm wrong. I'm saying Baxter goes number one. He didn't do anything is the problem. I'm sick of it. John, Crane, first of all, Crane put, it was his plan to get the mutagen chemicals. Then Shredder and company messed that up. So he says, all right, you created this mutant monster. Here is a piece of technology to control it. All you have to do is put it on this thing. And they couldn't do that. Yeah, like that's really easy. They did that. Yeah, that was was easy. And then they couldn't push the button on the remote. And Craig made a backup remote just in case. I think the gap between Krang and everyone else hasn't been smaller. 
No, it's grown. It's so small. grown, if anything. It's very small. Yeah. It's smaller than the isolates on John's mask right now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if we leave this as is, only because there's nobody, if there's everyone's so incompetent on here that they can't just get past Shredder, it's like missing a goal on an empty net. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, that's unfortunate. You're very lucky, Shredder, that you're not dr- scraping the bottom of this list. I'm thinking, yeah, I don't know. Kring, if he continues to not do anything. You said that two episodes ago, and then he came out with fucking guns a blazing with the economy-sized knucklehead. And then nothing. he didn't even do anything with it. Yeah, he fucking blew the city up. I've been a little bit Casey neutral Jones. in these villain power rankings, but I'm sick of it. I'm sick of Crane not doing anything. Yeah, Crane doing not, nothing except barking is, out bad orders. These are two of the more active episodes from Crane. He was fucking topside last episode. This was an active episode from Crane? What do you, John, what do you want him to do? If if Crane did everything that Shredder messed up, then there it would only be Crane as the villain because he'd have to be doing everything himself. Well, yeah. he skates by on this one, Chris. I just have to say. He skates by at number one. I think he is undeserving at the top. However, <laughs> for recency bias or whatever whatever bullshit uh, excuse, he's still number one. He's still number one. This is a this is a classic straw man argument you guys are building to distract from fucking Shredder getting pied in the face last episode. How is this a straw feet man? up in the moment in his most important moment? He had his literal feet up on the desk. And got pied in the face. All right. We get it. He got pied. Yeah, in the you face. don't get it because Krang, the punishment, when Krang messes up, he has to wear it for like a week. When Shredder messes up, you guys gloss right over it. And that's a fact. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're staying as is. This is where we're yeah. ending. <clears throat> But I so, want to note that Shredder would have fallen if had there been anybody worthy. So put that in okay. the footnotes, we'll, Andrew. We'll, we'll put that. Yeah, we'll put that footnote in there. However, to recap, the only change for this week is the Foot Soldiers and Bebop and Rocksteady flip flopped um, at four and five, respectively. Yes. So correct. That's all she wrote for the villain power ranking. Now, this is an exciting segment here because, as John mentioned earlier, TMNT Shellcast went viral. How did that impact the results of the pizza poll? It did not impact it significantly, unfortunately. I really don't understand how that video got 10,000 views. but I think I know what happened this week with the poll. I think you unintentionally buried the poll post by posting the viral one right after. The viral one was posted like a week ago, Chris. Oh, well, you posted one like two hours after you posted the poll. And when I voted, it had more views than the poll did. Yeah. I don't know. Not to point the blame, because I think we still did all right in the poll, but. Yeah. Well, the poll question for those who I need to remind which emoji do you hate with a fiery passion? Notably, fiery spelled correctly in that poll. Very odd word. 
Andrew, you said the thumbs up emoji. John said the 100 emoji. The winner of the poll is nobody. It is a perfect tie. Tie? Wow. Wow. How many votes? 30, only 38 votes, 19 to 19. Wow. But I'm going to fall on the sword here because I knew that I was down one vote. And so I texted the link to dad. And I said, (laughs) (laughs) and I said, I I just simply asked the question, did you vote in this poll? And he goes, I just did. And that was the tying vote. (laughs) So I will eat the pizza this week because I gamed the poll. I admittedly, I I didn't know which one dad was going to choose. Tammany Hall John strikes again. (laughs) Unbelievable. I was trying to. I I asked my wife. I said, "Hey, do you?" She doesn't have TikTok, notably, unbelievably. She said she would have voted for mine. So I was thinking maybe that will give me the win. We're counting those votes now. (laughs) Hypothetical votes. Well, we're counting ones in the comments. I mean, Chris. Yeah, we say we'll have to comment ones. So, regardless, Andrew, congratulations on your victory. Yes. You would have won 19 to 18 if I did not direct text. Our father. 18. So, dun, 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 dun. Well, surprise, surprise. Feels great to win again. This has been a little stretch here without pizzas. I think for me, maybe at least like two episodes now, which is nice. Nice change yeah. of pace. Two or three. Uh, so, thanks, John. Thanks yeah. for admitting that you rigged the poll every week. I, I also a big just man wanted... to admit he cheated after he was forced to because the poll. T- <laughs> <laughs> I really, I kind of just wanted to see what would happen if we tied. Like, what would be, how would we deal with that? Which actually is probably, honestly, a good discussion to have because if it happens, I was going to suggest you both eat pizza or the the. Third person has to eat the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and it carries uh, over would, another week. How would we do the pizza poll after? We'd have that would be thrown off. What do you mean? You eat again, and then Andrew and I just redo the poll. <laughs> no. Doesn't add up. See, I would say we either do a spin-off or Yeah, spin-off is probably the right. Wait, answer. didn't we do that before? We did a spin-off. Yeah. Yeah, long time ago. Oh, there is precedent yeah, here. We did. Yeah. yeah. So there is. Right. Andrew put a wheel together of just us three. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. All right, bring up the wheel, Sally. Okay. So before I bring up the pizza wheel, oh. which toppings should be added to the wheel from this episode? I have mushroom and olive deep dish, and I have. I say just deep dish. Just. Deep I like dish? adding. I liked adding the guacamole one. Yeah, and maybe I also take, have... if we have to take something off, take off like an anchovy or whatever we have. We've done a thousand times. Um. Well, I have both of those on, but I have them as mushroom and olive. John just wants deep dish only. Well, we have another deep I, dish yeah. on there already. Do we? Yeah. Yeah, deep dish oatmeal and grapefruit. 
That's one pizza. So I, th- I think, yeah. yeah, I think this is deep dish. It was a literal deep dish mushroom and olive pizza. Yeah. That's not, so okay. I think you got to do it that way. Okay. All right. Guacamole dip. Was, were there any others mentioned? I didn't have anything else on my list. Yeah, me either. Okay. And just for the record, for all you keeping square at home, deep dish is two words, not one. <laughs> Fucking noobs. Okay. So here comes the wheel. Okay. So we've we've got a lot of Zaz. Uh, in fact, we've got 64 wow. on the wheel. Um, lot you could land on. One out of 64. Does anyone know what that percent is quickly? Less than half a percent. Not true. About 1.56. Wow. John hits the nail on the head. Oh, shit. (laughs) 1.56. Therefore, John, I'll give you another respin power up. John's got so many fucking power ups, he can never use them all. All right, just to recap power ups Andrew, four respins, one combo, one party pizza, one odds maker. John, four respins, two combo, two party pizza, one odds maker. Chris, one respin, one combo, two party pizza, one odds maker. Very nice. And you guys got a little refill. I think each got like two or three mm-hmm. um, this episode. So. Would anyone like to use their respins now? I uh, don't want to use my respin right now. Or a power-up right now. All right, so no one is using power-ups. John. Okay. I guess I'm not using power-ups. <laughs> I mean, there was awful lot of silence there, so therefore I, I just gonna, made... Yeah, I was going to ask John which pizza he didn't want. Um... I don't really know what's on here, but the pickled tofu really doesn't sound that good. So, Andrew, although I do like pickles, but Chris, actually, never mind. I will save. John offered me an olive branch last episode. I will respect that. Yeah. All right. So, John, um, speaking of pickled tofu, Chris forgot to mention that was what he originally spun. And I respun him. Yes. Or John respun him. Somebody did, or Chris did, I think, last episode. I think I respun it, yeah. Yeah. So, John, let us know when you want that sweet, sweet pizza wheel music. How about now? I still think it's hilarious that you got that wrong from the sound of TMNT. Fruit cocktail. Ooh, fruit cocktail. Ooh. All right. We can do that. I'm actually looking forward to buying some fruit cocktail here. Fruit cocktail. Would a strawberry daiquiri perhaps be considered a fruit cocktail? Well, John, I hate to burst your bubble, but I'm going to re-spin you. Because I feel like you are going to mail it in on a fruit cocktail pizza. Just knowing you. It's a smart move, Andrew, because I was about to party pizza all of us into a fruit cocktail. (laughs) Because I knew you said you didn't want fruit cocktail earlier. Yes. 
and I can see John just opening a can and sprinkling it on top. So therefore, he'll be respinning. What uh, is that mailing it in? Isn't that what this is? I don't think that's. I have to it stay in. authentic. Crisp, fucking crumbled up, a delicious, <laughs> very <laughs> cherry <laughs> hand pie, and put it on a fucking burnt slice of pizza, and that. You know, hard it is to find a very cherry hand pie. There's, Not hard is, at all. I. This is exactly what I envisioned when I spun it. I can't believe you didn't actually get a fucking. It's unbelievable. What else would I would? I, how else was I supposed? I can't eat Chris, a whole cherry pie had, by myself. You had double cherry pie pizza. Yeah, John. How am I supposed to get double? You want me to just add more? The whole fucking thing <laughs> is covered in cherries pie. Cherry pie. How much more cherry pie can you put on a pizza? More. M-O-A-R. And I can't buy... I would have bought a pie. I can't, I'm not going to eat a whole cherry pie by myself. You were just talking about how great cherry pie was, and you won't even go it out and buy good. it. It is when good. I, when I can get a slice. Over the course of two weeks, you, wouldn't, you couldn't eat a... No. I could. Unbelievable. Well, hopefully... Nice. You can eat whatever this spins to because it's going again. Hot dog? Hot dog, oh, baby. Oh, yes. Hot dog pizza. That's much better. I classic. You know what? Combo slice them. Ooh. Let's add on to that, please. John just got a combo slice with a hot dog. Okay. And here we go. Now. Ketchup. That would be hilarious. Is there a ketchup one? There's definitely a condiment one. Pepperoni. Mini French bread. What are you doing? Shrimp puff and cheese dip. Yeah, baby. Wow. Wow. John notably I had to has a bunch of respawn. Yeah. All right. <laughs> fucking it's that one keeps getting respawn. Yeah. Nobody wants the fucking cheese puff. I would do it puff. if it was just the single one, but if you combo with that with the hot dog, can't do that. Blue plate stuff, special? Stuff crust, stuff crust. Nope. Oh yeah. damn, wow. it gets better for him. That's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Hot dog pizza. Oh, <laughs> it's like a five-year-old's fucking dream pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, stuff. How is that not? It's on hot plate special. Look at the fucking thing. It's on it. It's on the line. You're right. Wow. Fucking right. stuffed crust hot dog. I have. Wow. What a Sunday I'm gonna have. Damn. All right. So I'm taking hot dog off the list. I'm leaving. <laughs> Stuff crust. I might yeah. stick a hot dog in the crust. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like there's definitely like Pizza Hut definitely sold this pizza at some point. <laughs> Fucking stuffed crust hot dog pizza. Somebody's made that before. Yeah. All right. So John has hot dog stuffed crust pizza next week that he'll be consuming. You know what I might do? I might fucking take a hot dog spiralize it crisp it up put it on a pizza stuff the crust and fucking go to heaven
Well, that would be <laughs> one of your more interesting pizzas, John. I will have to say. Yeah. So we'll have yeah. to wait and see. I'd like to see a nice homemade pizza out of John this week. That'd be nice. Chris, what am I going to get other than your approval of that? <laughs> Chris, you fucking took a hand I manufactured John, I hand yeah, a delicious fucking cherry hand pie and you crumbled it up and put it on a piece of pizza and you're saying that's not mailing it in that's unbelievable i I didn't i john i've been in the fucking pizza swamps for fucking months okay i'm eating it on friday for twitter i'm fucking eating it every week on the show how much pizza can i fucking eat more the answer is fucking carrying the whole pizza fucking portion of the show myself so excuse me if I'd like you to fucking show a little effort on your pizzas. <laughs> Instead of buying white pizza, just fucking literally, you didn't even put a topping on it. You just fucking <laughs> eat it up. Chris. Fucking frozen pizza. <laughs> you ate dinner and then just called it part of the show. Uh. <laughs> It was white pizza was what I got it, and that's exactly what was on the box. Do you realize it? when I saw that I was like, "Wow!" Yeah, but that was one you could have been. When I saw that, with. I just heard, "Ah!" It was like the fucking beam of light was shining on this white pizza, and I was like, <laughs> "Yes, Eureka! This castle." <laughs> well, if you want to see how John either mails in or doesn't mail in that pizza check in to pizza time at the top of next episode number 43 hmm. but speaking uh, of mailing well, in Andrew did you ever get that letter no did not alright well Lost John's gonna mail. send it fucking express now he had two weeks <laughs> to mail it he has <laughs> <laughs> in the same spot next week yeah so you definitely need to resend right. that um, and in the meantime we will now move to the pizza poll question of the week as everyone at home knows since <laughs> chris ate the pizza he will be answering the question first andrew because he won the poll and survived will be answering second and john since he will be eating next week will be reading the question of which there are how many john 45 questions andrew <clears throat> and the random number is two. Oh, two. Oh, that was a great question. The question is, what is the best breakfast food? Wow. Yeah, um, this is, you can go so many wow. places with this. So I answer first. And this, again, do we go with my heart? Or with what I think will be popular. And I'm sick of eating pizza. So I'm going to go with what I think will be popular. And that would be a sausage, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich. You can eat it on the go. You can eat it sitting down. You can get it from McDonald's. You can make one. It's really hard to find a bad one. So sausage, egg, and cheese, baby. Well, that's a bad pick. They're delicious, but that might be a bad pick. There's a lot of vegans that are Gen Zers, Chris. I don't think you accounted for that. Uh, 
<laughs> also, you didn't specify which type of bread or, you know, bun. Yeah, because dealer's choice. Uh, why narrow my answer any more than I need to? Yeah. Well, do I have to pick you, a bread? No. You don't I would have rather to, have. I'd rather have bacon if I'm being honest. No, bacon's fucking overrated. I knew so, someone was going to bring that up. Yeah, those are the two things I was going to bring up. Number one of the breakfast. Well, we can actually discuss this in a sec because I'm going to give my answer and then we'll do some debate. Um, so I'm going with my gut and I'm going with the right answer, which happens to be McDonald's hash brown. Fuck. That's a, good <laughs> That's a fucking really good answer. So it's the best I've, hash brown in the game. It is the best hash brown in the game. Uh, I do have a qualm though. McDonald's has upped the price of those tremendously. They're like, yeah. uh, pro tip. Fantastically. Yeah. Pro tip. I, I think, think you can get two 49 cents. Yeah. I was going to say you can get two for four. I want to say if you go inside and use the, the deals on the touchscreen, but I think they're, yeah, they're two seventy nine or like almost three bucks a piece. So wow, that is no bueno. However, they're the best <clears> in the <throat> game. Always have been, always will be. I get two with every breakfast meal I get from McDonald's. So that's just a fact. Which I'm all six bucks right there. Often, fucking yes, it is. Money bags, fucking Uncle. Hey, who's the Monopoly guy, Mister Monopoly? <laughs> yeah. fucking Mister Money Bags. Hey, the, you can't put a price on heaven, and that's exactly what McDonald's has done for two dollars and seventy nine cents. So, uh, sausage, egg, and cheese, though. That's usually what I go with. And here was the question I was going to bring up. Number one, debate number one: Which breakfast meat is superior, bacon, sausage, or ham? Right off the bat, ham sucks ass, but it's good to have around. My, uh, before you say that, my answer is pizza. Cold no. pizza as a breakfast. Cold food pizza isn't that good. I'll be, great. I'm going to fucking get that out there right now. Cold pizza is very overrated. I love it. But back to Andrew's question because I want to answer that. It's easily bacon. No. Bacon is a little <clears throat> more versatile, but bacon. It got the Taylor Swift effect for me. People hype up bacon so much that it makes me not like bacon. It's good every once in a while. It doesn't need to be on everything. On a sandwich, you want the a little bit more. You want the sausage, the I don't know what the word I'm looking for is the sustenance of a sausage. And no it's way. circular, so it fits better. Chris, it's not called a, a sausage lettuce and tomato. It's called a bacon lettuce and tomato. Yeah, and you know what the best part of that sandwich is? The tomato and the mayo. Well, Fact. your beefsteak tomato? The correct answer is corned beef hash is the best breakfast meat. But sausage uh, is my number two because the sustenance point that Chris floated out there, usually you get the same number of sausage links or sausage patties as you do bacon strips. So I'm always going sausage because two links of sausage is greater than two strips of bacon. Here's my issue with breakfast sausage that you get at diners. <clears throat> One, the casing is too is too crazy. I feel like every time I butt into it, grease is going to squirt out at my table mates and potentially scald them with my hot sausage fucking grease. Two, 
I really, I, I would much rather have an Italian sausage than a breakfast. A breakfast sausage, in my opinion, is the worst variety of sausage. That is so wrong. Yeah, unless I have you're to talking say about that's also wrong. It there is a there's a range where there is some bad breakfast sausage. I'm talking Jimmy Dean's sliced Johnsonville sausage. Johnsonville like microwave. Remember those like wrinkly sausages? Dude, the fucking yeah. little ones. That's, that's what I'm the best about. ones. The microwave ones. Those. No, buddy in no, syrup. Oh my god! It's like, what that's are a you turd. talking about? I like so the little the links, but I'm not microwaving them. I'm putting them in the pan or the, <clears throat> the air fryer. Yeah, whatever. Even when you microwave them, sometimes you get the little chewy end. It's nice. I kind of like Ew. that. Gross. Okay, but microwave <laughs> Oscar Mayer bacon's fucking better? I don't think so. It's microwave bacon is better than microwave sausage. I will say that. No, no, no. Yeah, Andrew, Oscar but... Mayer microwave bacon isn't even refrigerated. Doesn't need to be. That's how it's badass it is. Think about that. I know, but there's a lot of cured meats that don't need to be refrigerated either, Chris. But bacon's not one oh. of them. Oh. Return bacon's volley. Fine. Uh, bacon's not one of them. And you just mentioned that it is. No, pe- pepperoni's <laughs> the other one. Do you fucking put in pepperoni on a breakfast? No. What? No, Second I'm not point. making that argument. The real answer is a birdie in the nest, but that's too niche. To win the poll. That was going to be my other answer. A toad in the hole, Andrew, perhaps? A tip of the hat. <laughs> toad in the hole has sausage in it with egg. Andrew, tip of the hat to corned beef hash, but too much range on that to consistently put it at the top. Yes. It is delicious, though. It's my go-to. Um, but other question. For your sausage, egg, and cheese, or your bacon, egg, and cheese, are you getting that on English muffin? Croissant, as John uh, croissant? croissant, croissant, and uh, or a bagel, a baguette, if you will. Absolutely so, bagel. Uh, you, I'd say ninety percent <clears throat> of the time bagel. If I know the place has the big English muffins and not the small Johnson or the small fucking Thomas ones, an English muffin is the best choice. But it's very rare that they'll prepare it properly or have the right size. A croissant, if I want a crumbs all over my shirt, then I'd eat a croissant. <laughs> but I don't. You bite that, it's like glass shattering all over. A good one. A good one is. <clears throat> like two I'm selling two croissants. I think croissants are one of the most overrated things ever. You motherfuckers and your hate on French no, pastries uh, is unbelievable. Is unbelievable. A fresh, Andrew, let me take you back to when we were in Italy. Separately, but in the same place. <laughs> Sounds very seductive. <laughs> yeah. You never woke up and got a fucking nice warm <clears throat> croissant from a little Italian bakery? No. I despised, when I was in Italy, I despised the croissants. And I despised, at the time, all the espresso that people were just shooting. Which, in hindsight, I missed out on that opportunity. But croissants... I've never had a croissant where I've been like, oh, I'm satisfied after eating that. It's always, I have shit that's, all that's over me. I still have air. Like I just ate a pound of air and I'm not full. Or, hey, this is way too like buttery. I've never had a croissant where it's just blown my mind. So here, the difference I've, and I don't eat a lot of croissants here. My view of a croissant was always like on a breakfast sandwich and not, you would never eat one just straight. A, a good croissant 
is sweet. It's delicious. I don't I like agree. the pan chocolate or whatever the ones stuffed with chocolate. Oh, yeah. Out. Those are the vending machine ones that you can get, a, right? How about a Queen of Mom? How about a Queen of Mom? How about a fucking Croque Madame? <clears throat> a Croque Madame, Andrew? <laughs> Croque Madame? Yeah. But a real, a, a fresh croissant mm. hot out of the whatever, the oven. Very good. But not on a breakfast sandwich. Get them out. Yeah. Well, I will say, I think the only thing possibly knocking mine is sometimes hash browns are in different forms. They're not like in that brick shape from McDonald's. Sometimes they give you the shredded. Sometimes you get like the diced potatoes that they call hash browns. So that's the only downside. If you advertise your diced potatoes as hash browns, you can get the right the fuck out of here. Those are home fries. Home fries suck too. Like I don't want just straight potato, like steak fries for breakfast. Get those out of here. Home and fries have like, too much variability, I think. Yeah. Like, and out here they call them potatoes o- O'Brien. Potatoes O'Brien. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Yeah, those have onion. I think those have onion and pepper. Yeah. When you when someone rolls out your home fries and they've got like big slices of like hearty pepper, it's like you know you're in for some disappointment. Yeah, or like the potato. It's like potato pyramids and they've got that sheen of the cooking oil still on them yeah like the and they're gray like they have the gray yeah view. And you're like this this is not cooked i'm in for some <laughs> slightly raw <laughs> potatoes yeah. coming my way yeah but also also breakfast burrito not that there are any good ones up here but i feel like a good breakfast burrito is top so he, here's the thing though i think breakfast tacos actually are better than breakfast burritos and i've had mm-hmm. especially in denver or in colorado the Tex-Mex, I'm sure Texas is similar, but breakfast tacos. Mm. Oh, uh, we also can't have a conversation on breakfast food and not mention French toast, waffles, or pancakes. French waffles. toast is elite. Waffles are better than French toast. I don't like the French toast that's like dessert style with people put whipped cream and like fruit all over them. No. Powdered sugar, no. So when... Typically, when the wife and I will go out for breakfast, we'll go one sweet and one savory and split it. That is the way to go. And How about me, just some cereal? Cereal is good breakfast. Yeah, wow, cereal. A little Rice crispy with bananas sliced up in there. Take me to fucking heaven, baby. Snap <laughs> crack will pop me on up. <laughs> I, some yeah. say it's the best meal of the day. Some yogurt. How about a parfait? Yeah, or a smoothie. Anything where you're blending yogurt into fruit. That I, that appeals to me. How about a I gullet? Like, ooh, hard to beat a gullet. <laughs> yeah. Hard to Good beat morning. A Here's a fucking pound of pizza dough fried <laughs> fried in a pan. <laughs> Fuck up, a Johnny. Croak, a croak gullet. <laughs> How about <laughs> shout out to John? Oh, shout out to me. No, nope, my friend John, J O H N John. Uh, breakfast pizza. Breakfast pizza. It sounds, if you've never heard it, heard of it, it sounds psycho. I thought, in fact, was when you have it, that is life changing. 
So any of you who have not tried to go out, try your next breakfast pizza. Uh, perhaps I'll maybe put up John's recipe on the Instagram. I don't know. Or maybe, we'll find out. Andrew, you take a listen to last episode where I brought up Casey's General Store on my list of Casey's and noted their very popular breakfast pizza. So yeah. maybe shout out Casey's General Store. Perhaps. Perhaps. We'll shout out Casey versus John. A showdown. Hmm. How about, like, we didn't talk about eggs. We did a little bit, but... We <laughs> talked about eggs for, like, 20 <laughs> minutes. Scrambled, th- fried, fucking hard-boiled. I thought about core. putting eggs because... <laughs> Poached. Poached is the way to go. say? Hardcore? <laughs> hard-boiled. Hard-boiled if you're oh. poor. Oh. <laughs> Poached. Poached is the best way. By which John means stolen. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I thought about putting eggs, egg. but they're so polarizing for some people. Like, like I'm anti-scrambled eggs now. Anti- no, you're not making them right. Soft scrambled. I'm back on the scrambled egg train. No, I'm not doing the French fucking style. Huh? How soft do I scramble, John? Let me tell you. A lot of butter in the pan. Low heat. Get the butter foaming. Pour in your That's eggs. That's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. Slow figure That's eights. That's where you're wrong. You're not scraping the pan. Slow figure eights. So you get elongated curds. That's where I'm right. Fucking I don't like that. French. I don't like scrambled eggs, period, but definitely not the French style. How about an omelet? Omelets are great. Did I send you guys the photo of the omelet maker data? Did I send that to you? The other day? No. Oh, God. I spent like 20 minutes looking for it on the internet. Andrew, remember that omelet maker dad had? Yeah, the microwave one? Yeah, yeah. the omelet magic. I was like Googling it in my head. I was like, it'd be funny to get everybody one of these for Christmas. <laughs> and I like, couldn't couldn't find the exact one. It took me like 20 minutes to find. It's delicious. Put this me plastic in your microwave and make sure your eggs are in it. So we can I know. Well, you. that's ultimately I was like, nobody would eat this now because it's kind of weird. Yeah. Without a doubt. It also All takes right, well, long. You could just make a regular omelet in the same amount of time. Fuck omelets. I never get omelets when I go out to eat breakfast. A mistake, perhaps? Maybe. But likely not. The peak, the peak of omelet eating <clears throat> in my lifetime was college, where they had an omelet station Yeah, in the cafeteria at the school. That was next level. Also, that's where spinach in your omelets, fuck that. It's mushroom, delicious. onion, pepper, maybe a Denver omelet if I'm feeling fancy. Throw some ham in there for the pores. No. Good to have around. I love omelets, but I also typically will not order them because I can make those at home quite easily. So usually I'm doing like corned beef hash with poached eggs on top or something like that. Sponsored very... by corned beef hash? Hey, Hormel's corned beef hash, even out of the can, is pretty good. So just shout what? out to Hormel's. Yeah, but that's another thing. Like, if you don't cook that right, yeah, then it's fucking terrible. Mush, yeah. yeah. Dad makes, in this cast iron, makes a really good canned yeah. corned Dad beef hash. Dad with a cast iron at breakfast time <laughs> is like yeah. fucking Van Gogh Wolfgang Puck in the kitchen. Yeah, he's just on a low, whatever he's doing. <laughs> Delicious. You keep doing you. I mean, that is a skill. I... No one makes eggs better than dad. Nobody. And breakfast, he's like an all-time breakfast 
maker in general, like Chris said. But making muffins for a little bit, he was like fucking going all out. (laughs) I know, but he he makes eggs in the cast iron; they come out like fucking perfect every time. Over easy, that's unbelievable. I don't know how you do that. Over easy in the cast iron, it's fucking impossible. And then he got his uh, his buddy, his uncle, just fucking absolutely butchering the oh eggs. yeah in, in christmas morning it's like mu- mutilated <laughs> eggs on a plate yeah high on like a steel you know, nonce. yeah and he's got no like fat in the pan to like it's just everything's sticking terrible terrible but definitely not as terrible as sausage egg and cheese sandwich or this episode. McDonald's hash brown, yeah. which is this could be the, a uh, fucking brawl in the, in the voting. Could be because the could a hash brown. I mean, that's not enough. So, so I'm putting McDonald's. I'm better. putting McDonald's hash brown. Yes, and I'm putting sausage, egg, and cheese breakfast <clears throat> sandwich. Yes, I mean yes. you could just put sausage, egg, and cheese. But well, breakfast. I got to work my magic because that doesn't fit in the twenty characters I get. So. Sausage, egg, and cheese doesn't fit? No, it'll be dots. So I did it before. I know how to do it. I'll fix it. I'll I'll make sure it's good. Yeah, you can do pictures or something. But either way, if you want to vote on that, head on over to TikTok and make the rest of our post viral. John would appreciate it. So would I. Um, Head over to X. 10,000. Chris, did you notice I actually posted two pizzas this weekend? Yeah, your pizza looked like John's pizza from a while ago. Thin... Yeah, thin slice. It was so bad, in fact, that I got a call from Dad, and he was making fun of your pizza. Yeah, that's Idaho Pizza Company, and it actually is delicious. John, I feel like I brought you there before. Maybe not. Do we? Perhaps that must do it a long time ago. All you all you can eat pizza buffet and salad buffet for like nine ninety nine. Wow, is that? Are you sure not at a CC's Pizza? Not at a CC's, but one would think maybe. That's perhaps where I am. Um, Yes. So if you want to check out and participate in Pizza Friday, that's on X. You can uh, hashtag Pizza Friday, tag at TMNT Shellcast. Or if you're getting a little out there and want to see some robot-made art, head on over to Instagram at TMNT Shellcast. You can see the mid-journey artwork that I like to throw up there. It's been pretty good lately. Hell yeah. Good. So, um, and then if you want to leave us a question, comment, or feedback, we haven't said this in a while, go to tmntshowcast.com. We have a webpage. And click on the Turtlecom voicemail button. It's big and green. Uh, it shouldn't take you very long. And you can... I don't know. I mean, we're still accepting members of the foot foot soldiers. Like we've only gotten two, two, uh, Turcon voicemails. So if you want to elevate your game, enjoy, join the Supreme, Supreme, uh, fans listenership, just go leave a voicemail. Simple. Oh yeah. But other than that, I think that's it for this episode. So I don't know if you guys have closing thoughts, anything, I'm not going to be labor the point. I mean, it was a bad episode. We've had some fun. It has been Halloween. So I am going to put my costume back on. 
Um, but overall, yeah, would anything you guys want to leave for the listening audience on the outro? Uh, I would just say I agree. Let's leave this episode in the past and look forward to next week's episode where I think we might get a return of a little Casey Jones, maybe. Because I think Steve State's favorite episode is next. Yes, Corporate Raiders from Dimension X, where I will be yours truly hosting with a hot dog and stuffed crust pizza. And I will be yours smile on my face. Unless there's any other pressing comments, John will be hosting next week. Oh, yeah. And thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure, as always. I'm Andrew. I'm your host this week. For John and for Chris, I'm saying Calbunga. Happy Halloween. Wow. It's a beanbag. <laughs> oh. I remember that thing. Cheers, everyone. Oh, Calbunga.